Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is a uh, tonight going to be a uh, real laid back show. You know, a lot of people have expressed an interest in us doing a little bit of a uh, kind of an analyzation of what it means to be classy. Uh, you know, we hear we talk a lot here on this show about uh, women who express a a lack of respectability, a lack of class, um, and so they you know they've been really asking a lot of can we do a specific show on what exactly classy looks like? Uh, a lot of people tuned into our, our special last night where we rebroadcasted our, our show on, uh, from a more of a, a biblical perspective, what it means to be a classy woman, uh, a, a virtuous woman, uh, the, uh, the definition of what the Bible would, would classify a true woman of God, uh, as described in Proverbs 31, Definitely, that's always a classic show, a very highly rated show every time I rebroadcast it. Tonight, we're going to just uh, speak more so from a more of a worldly standpoint. And what I mean by that is just an everyday, like uh, like a physical, from a phys- physical perspective, from a mental perspective. You know, because class is not, just so you guys know, class is not a, uh, it's not a look. You know, it's not an outfit. It, it is more so a, um, a a more of a overall godly, respectable, uh, beautiful way of being. You know, we talked uh, the other night about uh, natural versus fake, and you know, and just what what beauty looks like. You know what I mean? As far as like a lot of women who wear these fake eyelashes and fake nails and weaves and things like that. So tonight we just want to take some time, and um, you know, I put, came up with a little catchphrase. You know. Uh, the difference between class and, and showing off that ass. You know, unfortunately, we live in a society where, you know, the media, uh, you know, really just the media, the entertainment industry, you know, even these schools, you know, you look around and, and kids are literally groomed, um, as, you know, from, from almost from birth to have a lack of respectability, you know, to not respect themselves, to to push the envelope as far as how they present themselves. So we want to kind of uh, reprogram our youth. That's what we've been doing here over the last 10 years with the company, you know, uh, specifically here on this show, just giving women, you know, older women, uh, younger women, just a, a clear indication of what it is that men are looking for uh, in a wife as opposed to in a booty call, in a Friday night freak, you know what I mean? So that's what we're going to do on this evening. You guys are welcome, as always, to call in with questions, comments, feedback, uh, anything that you may have uh, in regards to class versus just straight ass. Courtney, I know you in particular have been looking forward to this show. You you actually started uh, Transformation Tuesdays over in the Each Woman group. Uh, any how, How's that been going for you? Oh, it's been going well. It's been going very well. You know, we we have fun in the group and each woman, but then we also, you know, we keep it real and show that hey, we're not perfect. You know, we're we're not perfect people, but God has really, you know, delivered us and transformed us. And so, you know, what you see now was totally different, you know, a couple of years back, but you know, with God's grace, here we are. And so, um, yeah, I love Transformation Tuesdays. I really do. Absolutely, and and we mentioned that on Tuesday night with the last time we were live on Barbershop Talk, so I just want to encourage all women, 
uh, to if you're not in there already, add yourselves, participate. It's you know I'm the only man in there, and I'm not even in there, but obviously I'm a you know it's my organization. So, I, but I you know I it's for you guys. Like I'm not you don't see me posting in there unless it's like an advertisement or something because I want you guys to just feel comfortable. But it's I get a chance to see certain things, and uh, a lot of women who who uh, are a, a member a part of that organization, you know, I work with privately through counseling, and it just let me just say it really is a blessing to me to be able to see where some of you were. Because I've heard the stories of, like, you know, how you were in college and, you know, seeing the transformation as far as what we worked to accomplish together. But it's also, you know, just actually seeing, like, whoa, th- these are some of the outfits, these are some of the hairstyles, this was, you know, and there's and let me just say as we get into tonight, there's really nothing wrong with that. You know, it's okay to say, hey, you know what, I was a hoe back in the day. You know, I used to wild out. You know, I used to not respect my body. I used to dress like a slut. You know, I mean, it is what it is. There's no need to front about it. And those are the best possible women who, because you've you've uh, you've dealt with the issues, you've healed from them, and you can move forward and say, yeah, that's who I was, but this is not who I am now. Those are the best women. You know, the problem women are the ones who are ashamed of their past and are now, as you know, adults are trying to cover up their past and having an emotional wall up because of their past and trying to act like there's something that they, they you know, never were. And it's like, whoa, you know, like we, we know what the deal was. So so I just think, I, you know, I salute everybody in the group, and um, I'm looking forward to tonight's show as we talk about the definition of class uh, and also the definition of just, you know, uh, showing off, you know, Courtney. <laughs> Some people got mad. They say, well, should you be using that term? I said, why not? Well, it's a term. It's an ass. I mean, we're not. We're all grown here, guys. We all love the Lord, right? But at the end of the day, we're all real. I can say, say your 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 buttocks, you know, your your <laughs> booty. No, it's the ladies out here showing off that ass. You're popping that ass. You're twerking. You're popping. Like it's you know, and, and that's the only way we're gonna get through to people is by being real. And be, by being honest about what's going on out here. And I'll just start it off like this, ladies. You know, when we get into showing off that ass, when a man sees an ass, the only thing he wants to do is hit it from the back. That's it. Just so you know, because, see, a lot of women, they think it, it will have some type of result other than what it ends up being. But that's the only possible result that will come from you showing off that part of your your anatomy you know, wearing certain outfits that that accentuate the the, the curves, that accentuate, you know, the way that the butt six, uh, sits up. That's just gonna make him specifically twerking, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. That's just gonna make him want to hit it. And when you put a man into the uh, sexual state of mind, you know, it it never goes back to let me try to get to know her better. That's it. And so, you know, if you want God's blessing. If you want a godly man, well, you have to carry yourself in a godly man. See, see, a lot of women, Courtney, and I think you know about this. A lot of women, they try to, they want their cake and eat it too, right? You know, they want to go, they want to be able to get sexy. You know, remember that song, Courtney, back in the day by Tweet? You know, touch, touch myself or some crap like that. You talking about oops, oh my? Yes, that. Yeah. You know, talking about some. Oops! I, I I did it. Or what? There goes my shirt was... up over my head. Oh hold my! On, hold on, quick. Yeah. hold on. You, you know, like the whole song though. Like, what's was that a <laughs> song of yours? Did you like that song? Because 
don't remember not one word of it. You you about to start breaking it down. What's, what's up? What's really good? What's, what's, I used to like that song. It is what it is. I used to sing it all I mean, the time. Let, let, Courtney, what is that song about? I mean, for people who may be unfamiliar. That song is about masturbation and being right. turned on by the way you look in the mirror. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's, that's real. That's, that is real. And that's exactly what we see a lot of in today's society. It's about looking. It's, really, it's about lesbianism, for real, for real. You know what I mean? It's about like that, that deep-rooted, freaky stuff. Because what she's really saying, if you listen to the words of it, and somebody may be posted in the group, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's getting dressed up in a manner that where you think you look sexy, which is basically saying, I, I'm pretty sure men are going to find me sexy. And I look so good that I want to touch myself. You know, I mean, I'm turned on by the way I look, which obviously is is the intent is to turn on someone of the opposite sex or maybe someone of the same sex, depending on how you get down. You know, but so, ladies, the, the point of it is if you look in that mirror and and you are turned on by yourself, it would really, and, and we're not asking anyone to call in or press one on the keypad and be like, "Oh yeah, when I go out, I get turny, I, I, I horny, I get turned on by looking at myself." No, I'm not saying you got to admit it, but you know what what the deal is. And so, like, like we sometimes we go to the club, or not we go to the club, but back in the day when I used to go to the club with the homies, we would literally see women just dancing in the mirror, and it's like, "Yo, like, what are you doing?" They would be like so into it. <laughs> Courtney, you seen that, right? I used to do that. What the heck? Well, describe it. Like, what were you doing? What was the point of that? I mean, I <laughs> you were turning used, yourself on. Keep it. I real. was turning myself on, and um, this club I went to, this was in college. They had like a stripper pole, like in the middle of the uh, dance floor, and I like used to get on it and wrap my leg around it. And I think I took a picture with me on it one time. Like they used to do crazy stuff back right. there. Right, I mean, it, that, but that's it's, it is what it is, and I I used to see that stuff. Like I used to go to those. Um, there was this club back in Philly. You know, if you're from Philly, everybody knows about dances, right? It was called Dances. Uh, the guy who uh, owned it was named Bobby Dance, and so at Dances, it was that was actually the first party I ever went to in high school, and um, you know, it was just like one of those. Like it was just straight party music, like like the the Baltimore club, you like Percolator and you know Leg Up and uh, you know all those old school reggae songs, but mostly like that real fast upbeat uh, those songs and like women would just be in the in the in the mirror, just just breaking it down. I'm like like not even dancing, but they would their facial expressions. You could tell they were like really turning themselves on, and we would just watch, like, "Yo, what the heck is is up with these chicks?" And, and really, to be real with y'all, really, what we were thinking was like, "Yo, that, she's a freak," and I'm gonna get her number after, you know, at, at the let out, and bring her back to the crib. So, in court, matter of fact, after conducting yourself in that manner, did you ever like afterwards have men approaching you? Yeah, I had men approaching me. Um... Coming back with me to the crib, so, yeah. Right, right. And so, in fact, Joel Santana and Chris Brown have a song entitled that, Back to the Crib, you know, and it's like they're kind of just glorifying that whole way of life. And, and I think some women who, who are not about that life or not into that life style, they they don't understand that it, that's how easy it is. That's the that's the process. It's like, you know, you we sit back, 
we observe, you know, and if you carry yourself, if you conduct yourself like a freak, if it's apparent that you have no class and you're all about showing off that ass, you will be approached, whether that's in a respectful manner or it's in a disrespectful manner, depending on the situation, but it really doesn't matter. See, because a lot of women, they're just focused on the approach, it's like, oh, well, he approached. I said, well, what, what did, I've asked women straight up, like, well, what determines whether or not you give out a, your number? And they say, well, it depends on how he approaches me. And see, that's what a lot of women, that's where they fall for the okie doke. Because it doesn't matter how he approaches you. It's about what his reasoning for approaching you is. Like, for example, I'm an, you know, I'm an articulate guy. I'm an educated guy. I'm a respect, respectful guy. So I might see back in the day... I might have seen, a, you know, a woman who clearly had no class, no drawers on, you know, nipples popping all out, freakum dress riding up, you know, breaking it down, dancing, bent over, giving it to, backing up on a couple dudes throughout the course of the night. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going get, to get that number. And so, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like, yo, hey, B, come on, give me your number. Like, disrespectful? No, I'm like, hey, excuse me, you know, I think I could talk to you from. So it doesn't matter the approach. The approach could be very respectful, but it's like, what did he see throughout the course of the night? So all I'm saying is, ladies, you have to be aware of how you're presenting yourself. Because if you know you're coming off in a sexual manner, and you all do, you know how you are. Like, if you know, like, okay, this is going to be one of those nights I'm going to be laid back, and then the other nights, they, as these uh, psychos say, uh, you're, you're turned up, you know? You, you know, you're trying to, you know, bring somebody home with you. I mean, then don't be surprised when it happens. You can't get mad about being "quote unquote" disrespected if you're dressed like a hoe in the club. I mean, let's just who are we who are we kidding here? You know, when Akinelli comes on, put it in put it in my mouth. You know, when you get hype and you oh, this is my song, oh yeah. You know, talking about something. My baby left me so sad and blue. Go ahead, Courtney. Go ahead. You, and then, wait, hold on. what did they say after that? It's the song that I heard that song. Don't make me download it right now and play it. I forgot how it goes after that. Oh, we we all the 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 intro is irrelevant because we know what happens when the when when the song drops for real for real, you know, and that's when all the 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 fun begins, you know, and it's all fun and games when you're winding, and and then everybody's all the men their eyes get real big in the club. It's like we get excited. It's like when that song came, that was like every, like there was a period in Philly where like, you know, not even in Philly, I was just like a, from like, I don't even remember, like 90, what, 93 to like, nine, I mean really it's just an all-time classic, and still is. If they put that song on today in the club, the club would go crazy, and everybody's eyes would get big. Why? Women's eyes would get big because it gave them the opportunity to let their inner freak out, because it's like... You know, you you don't have to front. It's like the song confirms it. The song makes it okay. It's like if if Luke comes on, you know, talking about some, you know, I just wanna, right? You know, or or, or go a girl, put your leg up, or doo doo brown. You know, y'all know those old school songs. You know, you don't you don't do no. It, it's no two step to doo doo brown. <laughs> You know, you don't, it's no space in between. In fact, the guy will look at you like you're crazy if you try to do a little two-step to put it, in, put it in my mouth. You know? You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, it's, you, you get your grind onto that, and you know what it's hitting for. So you can't get all excited. 
And you can't have these guys get all excited and then try to say, oh, no, 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 you got to respect me. Oh, no, 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 I'm not a hoe. No, 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 why would you proposition me like that? Now, I'm not saying that no doesn't mean no, but I'm saying don't be surprised if you get disrespected when it's abundantly clear that you don't respect yourself. I mean, and I think that's fair. You know, if you don't like that, then just don't put yourself in those situations. Just don't be a hoe. What do you think about that, Courtney? I agree 100%, but, you know, I have to be honest, I don't always view it like that because um, I wanted to dress like a hoe, act like a hoe, but be treated like a lady. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, don't let me post that song in the in the group. Should I do it? We should, Courtney, go ahead. Somebody do that, man. You know, I'll be uh, Somebody's going to do it anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it regardless, it, 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 whether it's now or, or 11 o'clock at night <laughs> when this show is over. It's going in there, you know, and... I think that people need to know, like, this is real stuff right here. So, you see, one of the things about me and one of the things that you guys have learned from this show over the course of the years is that we don't pull any punches and we don't try to paint. That's one of the reasons why we've been labeled oh, controversial, because we call it like it is. Like, we don't we don't make excuses for the game and how things are in today's society. We just explain it. And we talk about it in the like as it is. We tell you how to avoid stuff, you know, like this from happening to you. But I'm not going to sit there and act like certain things don't happen, like a lot of these other guys, like we're, you know, living in in Wonderland or something. You know, women get disrespected when they carry themselves like hoes. Are the guys wrong for doing that? Yeah, absolutely, of course. But at what point do we say, hey, look, this is going on, and these are the things needed to uh, to do to stop it? All right. So I just want to get, you know, I want to get this show started off right because this is, you know, we got to be honest out here. We got to keep it real. Um, one of the things that I, I mentioned, um, you know, online earlier was that uh, the other day I said, ladies, you know, as far as sex goes, you know, we, we talk a lot about the sex, you know, the casual sexual situations, the friends with benefits situations, you know, but it's not every day that we talk about many of the reasons for it, like the the thought process behind it. And uh, and so what I said online was I said that, ladies, having sex with a man, you know, who you know does not care about you and never will care about you will never mend a broken heart. I said that God is the only one who can truly do that. Because let's be honest here. I mean, let's just, if we can be real, you know, a lot of times, it's kind of like in, um what was it, Waiting to Exhale which we talk about from time to time. When Angela Bassett got her heart broken, it wasn't that she was just a hoe. It wasn't that she just wanted to go wild out, you know, whatever. But in Waiting to Exhale, she got cheated on with by, you know, with a white woman. You know what I'm saying? Her husband had sex with a white woman or actually had an affair with a white woman. She got cheated on, subsequently having her heart broken. So what did she do? She went out with her girlfriends got drunk, and she had sex she, with with a, with someone who did not give a damn about her. She made herself a whore. That's right, in waiting to exhale. And a lot of people automatically, when they think about that, they say, wait a minute, maybe you're getting your, your, your movies mixed up. It, no, she didn't have sex with Wesley Snipes. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm not talking about Wesley Snipes. I, believe me, I know the movie. You know, I'm talking about the guy she had sex with in the club, in the lounge, after the lounge. She had a one-night stand. you got to realize that's hoish behavior. 
you know, and, and I understand she just wanted to, you know, maybe exhale a little bit. She wanted to wild out a little bit. She wanted to get turned up. But getting turned up, you might as well say that's becoming a hoe. And so you can't be a hoe and expect anything positive to come from it. Give your heart to God and let him fix it. Don't give your body to a man because that is the difference or one of the main differences between having class and just giving away that ass. What are your thoughts on that? I I agree with everything you just said. I think um, a lot of times it, it's hard, and it, it's something I can identify with um, just, you know, wanting to ease the pain or finding a quick fix um, to try to ease the pain by um, whether that's sleeping with somebody or just going out with somebody you know that's no good for you. And it's it's very difficult, but at the same time it's necessary to put God first because at the end of the day, like, you know, I tried to do those things, tried to, you know, um, hook up with another guy, and it, it never worked. I actually felt more empty afterwards. I felt worse than I did to begin with. So um, keeping God first is always going to be the best option. Right, right, right. Absolutely. What's this? Look at We got some freaks in here. Who are, who are the freaks? Look Ebony. At Look at Ebony. Ebony's the freak. Hold up. Let me see. Yeah, hold up. Should I hold up? Let me see something real quick. I'm gonna do I'm not real good with the technical stuff, but let me see if I can let y'all hear a little something. Let me just I'm not gonna play too much. I just wanna see if y'all can hear it. Let me see what it 'cause I haven't even listened to it. Hopefully this is the right part. Let's see what it what is what's going on here. Uh oh. I see uh, Courtney's about to get hyped. Look at that. Look at that. Why, get all that the, why did you cut it off on that part? Everybody, thousands of women right now are pissed off. Like, ah. Oh, why did you why do you that? Hey, look, y'all need that. Look, this is a Christian show. Y'all need to hear nothing crazy like what, what she was about to say. And to be honest with y'all, I couldn't even, I, I, didn't, I didn't even remember what she actually said. She said, my baby loved me so sad and blue, which is exactly what I just said about waiting to exhale. Her husband left her. Her baby left her feeling so sad and blue. But here's the thing. She said, I met his best friend. What the heck? Mm. Courtney, is that not hoish behavior? Yeah, it is. She said, I met his best friend, He and he took me to his house. And then she just like went to town on on her boyfriends or her baby, as she refers them. You know, man, that, that's hoish behavior, okay? And it and it all goes back to, in fact, we talked about the other night, Sunday night, how to deal with a broken heart. You know how to deal with hurt, pain, and resentment. That was an all-time classic show. If you guys were out somewhere else on Sunday night doing whatever you do, make sure you go back and listen to those those archives because that was one of the most important shows we'll ever do because you see what happens, whether it's waiting to exhale, 
whether it's basketball wives, whether it's this song, whether it's you guys' real life, when you're dealing with a broken heart, there's the potential for all all types of bad things to happen. There are a lot of a lot of women, their sexual number skyrockets in the months leading at you know, right after a bad breakup or a called off engagement or oh God forbid, a divorce. I mean, yo, y'all know what I'm talking about, ladies, and I'm just saying, and this is not blaming you, I'm just saying no man is worth making yourself a hoe for. No man is worth sacrificing your your dignity or self-respect just to try to get back at him when he's not even thinking about you. It's not worth it. You can't make a man jealous who never cared about you to begin with. Courtney, that's something you tried to do back in the day, right? Yeah, something I tried to do, and it just, it, it never worked. Like I said, I, I felt worse about myself afterwards, and I just, I stopped that behavior because it, it wasn't working. <laughs> it was not working. Right. Now look at Cheryl. Look at Cheryl in the group fronting over here talking yeah, about she some, is. Talking about some, I don't think I've heard this song. Come on, Cheryl. Don't come on. Now we know you post the biblical scriptures every day. I post scriptures too, Courtney. But I mean, you know, we're all saved and sanctified. But we all know about a little Akinelli. You know what I mean? Let's let's be honest here. Like, come on. You know, don't make me play the whole song. I can't. I don't want to do that. I did it before. I've done it before. Yeah, if you guys go back. You got to go back. You gotta scroll back, guys, through the archives, man. You know, you you hear. Uh, we used to wild out, man. Me and Gerald, or on like those those late night keeping it real Fridays, midnight on a Friday. Yo, if y'all are newer listeners, I can't say go back and listen to them because you know what I mean. But if you if you, they're there, we were. This was a totally different show. Still great advice, great information, but just a different show. All right, so there's that, ladies. Just don't don't be a hoe for for a man. Don't be a hoe, period. But specific, just you know, from, from a broken heart, it's not worth it. All right, something else that I wanted to say as far as classy classiness versus sluttiness, you know, goes. Here's the thing. I said online, and I, I I shortened it, but the full you know this this uh, post got a lot of thumbs up, but the full post from earlier today was, I said that a relationship is not official, until, and I mean official, until it's confirmed on Facebook. I said that if a man is not publicly claiming you, he's privately playing you. I, I, I shortened it uh, for today, but that's the, the full uh, statement. And a lot of women, it, it always had, I didn't feel like going into the explanation because I figured I would talk about it tonight, but that's, that's very true. And a lot of people, I think, uh, underestimate the importance or the relevance of Facebook in relationships. I counsel a lot of women. One of the things I'll ask when I say, you know, have these, these, these horror stories and, you know, wanting to move on. And, you know, I say, one of the first things I'll say, well, well, are you on Facebook? And they say, yeah, that's how I listen. I found out about you. And, you know, I said, okay, cool, you're on Facebook. I said, what does your uh, relationship st- status say? And what did it say when you were with your, your, your friend? I said, well, it said uh, in a relationship. I said, okay, well, what did his say? Well, I said, is he on Facebook? Say yeah. Well, what does his say? Oh, well, his says single, or his doesn't say anything. Like, wait a minute. So you're you're both on Facebook, but yours says in a relationship, but his says nothing. So it's like when you go to his page, there are no pictures of you, 
There's no mention of you. There's no Facebook status. So really, no one has any idea what his Facebook status is. Like, well, well, yeah. Now, and see, ladies, I'm telling you, just understand what I'm saying to you. That is a pro- not only is that a problem, and I'm I'm snitching right now, but you know it is what it is because the fellas know what I'm talking about. You know that you're you're getting played, ladies. You are getting played. It's not just a random thing. It's not that he doesn't want people in his business. It's not that he's not into Facebook because he's clearly into it. He's just not into you. That's what that's what's really going on. So when it comes to respect, when it comes to class, you really look crazy out here if if you are claiming someone on Facebook who isn't claiming you back. Okay? As long as I've been on Facebook, I had it said Daydon Tolbert is in a relationship with Danielle Hackett. Okay? It said Daydon Tolbert is now engaged to Danielle Hackett. Congratulations, Dayon Tolbert married Danielle Tolbert. You understand that? That's how it goes, and it's and that's what it looks like when a man is truly interested in you. Anything less than that, you're getting played, and he's he's keeping his options open. There's no respectable woman who's going to get allow herself to be played publicly or privately. That's and so forget all these advice questions about these men. Send some questions about yourself and why you're allowing certain behavior and why you've been allowing certain behavior for so long that you're clearly not happy with. Courtney, what do you think about that? I mean, I, it, it's true. It's something actually um, that I, I used to front. I used to claim people that they weren't claiming me at all and just fronting and it's crazy. A lot of us will do that and we'll put ourselves out there like that. And, you know, these men aren't taking us seriously and aren't even claiming us as their woman at all. And we're basically in a relationship with ourselves, you know, and um, it's not it's not worth it. And it's funny, we'll, like, defend these men. We'll be ready to fight for these men. But these men aren't even thinking about us. But we will argue and do all of that stuff over those men. It's crazy. Right, right. All that stuff, all that drama, all that hurt, heartache, stress, and he's out there chatting it up with with women on the on the Facebook instant messenger. You know what I mean? He's out there because you can do that when when nobody knows that you even have a girlfriend. So you're thinking, oh my god. And the fun, the, the irony there is because for many of you, the relationship is what gives the green light for the sex. Because a lot of you say, well, look, all right, well, you know, I'm not I'm not a hoe. Just so you know, I don't just have sex with any old body. You know, we we got to be together. We got to at least be in a relationship. <laughs> it's funny how, many, how often I hear that. You know, because in my counseling, I'll even ask women, like, you know, there's a whole section that I do specifically on sex. And so, hey, oh, let me call 855 You know what I mean? No, I'm just, because it's important to understand one, how you view sex and, and the, the ramifications of that, but more importantly, how men view sex. Because the reality is most women have absolutely no idea how men view sex. So their views about sex are often, unbeknownst to them, taking away from their being viewed as classy women, as respectable women. And you guys know by now that if you're not being viewed as classy, 
then there's no way that you can be viewed as a wife. You know, it'll be a friend with benefits or a booty call or, or whatever, but it will never be anything significant. So and it all starts to or starts with how you uh present yourself. Uh and, and you know, and I, I that's these types of uh conversations are a little uncomfortable because there are many people who I know personally who are in relationships that like I just described. You know, no the pages aren't linked. I mean, bottom line, that's what it's there for. There, understand what I'm saying. This is the last thing I'll say about it. There is no possible explanation. There's no logical or feasible explanation for both parties to be on Facebook and the pages to not be linked. I don't care what you say. I don't care what he says. It's BS. If he loves you, if he sees a future with you, your page will be linked, period, end of story, bottom line. If it's not, I don't care what this scenario is. You are being played. I 100% guarantee it. You might not know it yet, but you are being played, and I don't care. I don't know who I'm talking to, and I don't care who I'm talking to. I could be That could be Courtney. That could be anybody in the group who I'm very cool with. I don't care. It is what it is. Any last things to say about that, Courtney? Because I'm, I'm keeping it honest tonight. No, no punches will be pulled tonight. Oh, no, I don't have anything to add to that. It is what it is, man. Um, what else? What else? What else can we talk about before we get into the specific definitions? And I got a couple of advice questions that I want to do tonight. Um, one of the things, though, I, I hear a lot of is, is this. I hear, and I just recently posted this online. I said that I often hear women saying that they want a man to be respectful like their grandfather was back in the day. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, these men have changed. The men of today aren't like the men from 1930 and 1940. It's like, oh, okay. Well, and when I, when, I, when I hear these things, that leads me to say, well, that's why I say you got to stop showing off your breasts. You know, just because you went to Cancun, just because you, you were on the beach, doesn't mean you have to upload the bikini pic with your, with your bra and panties on, because that's basically what it is. A bikini is nothing more than a, a bra and panties. You know what I mean? That's that's it. So you're showing off your breasts and your booty and, you know, you're having sex, you know, but yet you want a man to respect you like these men from 1930 did. Well, see, that's only half of the problem. See, because in 1930, not only the, were the men different, but the women were also different. See, which I, if, you, if you know anything about your history, see, you know, Back then, you were ostracized for even thinking about being a hoe. You know, like if you slept with somebody's man or you had a friend with benefits or you were shacking up or you got pregnant out of out of wedlock, anything like that back in the day. And it didn't even matter if you were in the black community or the white community. I mean, it was like, it was taboo. You know, back in the day, for the most part, it was more common for women to respect themselves. So because more most women respected themselves and carried themselves in a truly classy manner, well, obviously, men were forced to step their game up, and they were forced to be gentlemen, and they were forced to be chivalrous, because that was just the culture. But unfortunately, in today's society... Like back when my grandfather grew up, he you know I'm not saying he was, I mean he was forced to pursue my grandmother and treat her in a chivalrous way like that's who he was but that was also the culture whereas now that is not the culture 
Now you may, you know, in any situation, you're going to find people who go outside of the culture where they're hosed back in 1930. Absolutely, but the culture, the vast majority of people respected their bodies. In today's society, the culture has shifted in both the white community and the black community. Most people are hoes. It's become socially acceptable to be promiscuous, male and female. It's become socially acceptable to dress like a whore. It's become socially acceptable for men to be pimps and players. And that's just the culture that we live in in 2013, going into 14. You know, that's it's everyone just about has some form of friend with benefits type of situation. Which And, and unfortunately, you need to understand that with any type of friend with benefits situation, it's impossible to be viewed as a respectable woman. That's what y'all have to realize. So the class goes out of the window, and as soon as he views, he puts that target on your forehead, then he starts chasing that ass. You see how that goes, ladies? A lot of women, they're thinking that they're classy, but are not celibate. That's an oxymoron. You can't be classy without being celibate. Because if you're having sex outside of marriage, if you're having sex outside of even relationships... Whereas in today's society, most relationships aren't even relationships, so it doesn't even matter. So unless you're going into the dating arena with a mentality which is of a spiritual nature, saying, you know what, I'm going to keep my my legs closed until marriage, 99.9% of the time you're going to be viewed as a hoe without even knowing it. How's that for uh, reality? Wow. (laughs) I mean, it's true. It's true, but... Um, like I said before, you know, I I didn't even I never viewed it like that in the past. Like I thought that I could still have sex and still be viewed as a classy woman. I thought I could dress like a hoe and be promiscuous and still be viewed as a a classy woman. Because I think with me and my situation, I think I was looking at it as, well, you know, I haven't had sex with a lot of people, so men aren't going to view me as a hoe. No, that's not true. You know what I mean? Because I was carrying myself like a hoe and I was having sex outside of, you know, marriage and outside of a relationship. So, of course, they were viewing me in that way. It makes perfect sense now. What's interesting is that even in today's society, it's and this is very interesting, You, I found that back in the day, you know, you would have, obviously if you ask men, you know, they would let you know what a hoe is. But if you even back in the day, if you asked a woman, you know, hey, what's a hoe, there would be a clear-cut definition. Unfortunately, in today's society... Because most women are hoes, meaning they're, they are in some way exhibiting hoish behavior, there are very few women. Women have become afraid of that word because deep down they know that they could be perceived and most likely are being perceived as a hoe. So I, I, like I, could, I, I may or may not do it. I could post on my page right now, ladies, what's your definition of a hoe? And I'm almost certain that there would be no responses. Out of thousands and thousands and thousands of friends, of, out of all my, you know, as far as my Facebook you know, page re- reaches, all my Facebook friends and followers and people who aren't even friends or followers but still for whatever reason see my post, I'm pretty sure no, not one person would respond with, with, some, with some actual definition. Why? Because the vast majority of women are being viewed as hoes, and they are afraid to self-reflect 
and and give a definition that deep down they know they fit. What do you think about that, Courtney? Should I do that just just to see what happens? Yeah, I, I'm just curious to see how that's going to turn out. I'll see, man. I, I'll pray about it. We'll see. I <laughs> mean, we'll see what's going on. Just I mean, post it, man. I, I, see, the thing about it is, I don't. It's like I almost don't even want to put people into that situation because so just about everyone on my friends list listens to this show. You know what I mean? Like that's that I I know that for a fact. I mean, most people won't let you know that, but you know, I, there are various ways that it's clear that that's the case, and so. People, they don't want to do that. And I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. I'll speak the truth. But at the end of the day, I don't seek uh, new and creative ways to make people uncomfortable. I don't. You know, if, if it happens, it happens, and I won't run from it. But, you know, I don't like it. Like, I really didn't like that little experiment we did the other I mean, it was real, and we we called it where we posted. What was the, what was the name, Courtney? Lakeisha. Lakeisha. Mm-hmm. You yep. know? We, if you missed the uh, the the night the last what was it Tuesday night show, we pretty much uh, just picked the name out of a hat, and I guarantee that we'd find someone with with uh, their breasts out, booty out, no class. I should not be able to do those types of things, you know, with any level of of accuracy. You know, we need to do better as a people. Okay, you got these niggas out here sagging their pants. You know, hoes out here walking around in colorful tights on, you know, to, but with, with, with words written across the, the booty just to, you know, attract attention, to make men want to hit it because deep down they want attention that they somehow, for whatever reason, think is going to uh, somehow morph into genuine interest, you know, and lead to some type of relationship, which obviously never happens. But it took them three, four, five, ten different men to, you know, learn the hard way. <clears throat> now at 34 years old and 32 different sexual partners, it's like, okay, I want to get my life together. Well, I'm not going to say it's too late at that point, but I'm just saying 32 partners is 32 partners. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to make a case, you know, for being a, a classy, respectable woman. When you're being a hoe, you know. Sorry, but I don't know if you guys can hear. My dog is like freaking hyperventilating over here. Like, what the heck? Did you hear that, Courtney, or no? Yeah, I did. What, like, what the heck is he doing? I don't know. I want y'all to think that's me. He's like, I don't know. I think he was like having a nightmare or something. <laughs> I, have to, I just do something at him. Like, do something at his head, man. Got the devil. Hey, don't throw eye. something at him. Yo, he's like he's loud. This is, look, I try to make this show as professional as possible. <laughs> you know, go listen to some of these other talk shows out here. You know, you got babies crying in the background, them going taking a piss while they're talking. It's like, yo, man, like be professional. <laughs> you know, look, here he goes again. I'm about to put this guy outside. Freaking weirdo. I do this show every night. You know, and he's cool. Now all of a sudden he wants to be hyperventilating. Anyway, let's keep it moving, though. But uh, we're talking tonight, if you're just joining us, classy versus slutty, class versus showing off that ass, you know, the differences, you know, what it looks like to truly be a classy woman. You know, a lot of women, they think that they can just go out to a freaking uh, <clears throat> uh, job or career 
you know, or or church, and just put on an outfit, and they think that 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 qualifies them as being classy. But you, can, it's not about the outfit; it's about what you do in the outfit that matters. You guys, understand that? Like for, for case in point, you know, I used to be in corporate America, and a lot of women in corporate America, you know, the 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 nowadays you're seeing more and more companies with a business casual. Um, you know, more laid back type of environment. So business casual, you guys know what that looks like. You know, these super tight khakis that are like way, way, way too tight. You know, super high heels with the tight khakis or the capris on. You know, everybody's thick nowadays. Got the huge donkey booties. You know, protruding. Out. I mean, it's like the, the 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 shirt, the blouse is so tight that the buttons are like popping open. It's like, and you can't even button it up all the way. So now they got the the the, the shirt couple buttons unbuttoned too low, and you know it's just it's like just ho- that's hoe that's what you call a classy. I mean, excuse me, a professional hoe. You know what I mean? A classy hoe. It's not an oxymoron. It's someone who's trying to give off the impression of being classy, but is still carrying the mentality and, and the desire. To be viewed in some type of sexy or what ends up being slutty manner. You ever see those type of women in corporate America? Yeah, and just you know, every day walking down the street, I see that. Like it's you can't cover it up. You cannot cover up emotional unavailability. No matter how you dress, it's going to come off. It's going to show. That vibe is going to be given off. Right. Right. You can, like, like she said. And, and what you have to realize is we talk a lot about emotional availability or lack thereof. <clears throat> and I tell you guys all the time that, unfortunately, an emotionally unavailable vibe is automatically going to translate into a sexual vibe. <clears throat> and see, like a lot of women, they'll ask me, they'll be like, well, they don't, you know, I just don't understand why I'm why I'm attracting these types of guys. I mean, I don't dress like a hoe. I mean, you know, I dress classy. I, I'm not one of these women you talk about on your show with with the breasts out and the ble- I I don't do that. And I and they said, "Well, can you please tell me why or why am I attracting these types of men?" I said, "Well, what men are in your life?" I said, "Well, you know, I, I my you know, me and my ex are still friends and you know, I I do have a friend with benefits, you know, but, I mean, we don't, we don't we only see each other every once in a while. I said, well, exactly, there you go. You're friends with your ex, which is obviously a, a, the epitome of emotional unavailability, and then you have an active friend with benefits. And there's some a whole bunch of other stragglers in the picture as well. So men pick up on those things. And because what happens is because a man can't see himself spending the rest of his life with you, well then, but you're still attractive. You still got the crazy booty. So he says, "All right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, and have sex with you, you know, or or try to have sex." Because a lot of women, they're not necessarily having sex, but you know, that doesn't stop these men from trying. So think about that. You know, even church women. You know, my wife and I every day we we go to a pretty big church uh, in Philly and. So we get. I'm not in the crowds. I don't like to try to. I have to wait in line or find. You know, try to find a parking space. So service starts at ten, and we get there at nine. You know, no later than like nine o five, just so we can, you know, chill and and be settled and not have to deal with the crowd. Like it's a huge church, but it doesn't feel like a big church because we're already there at nine, and then we get out. You know, it's all good. So, um, 
we're so I guess my point is we're there the whole time watching people come in. And I'm not I'm not judging, but I mean it is what it is. You see people walking right by you and it's just like, you know, are we at a club? And I'll tell you something. Back in the day, me and my homies used to do that. Like, let's say we, I mean, I used to like to just get there and post up and chill. So we might get to a club at like 11, 1130, you know, get a table, just chill. And we're seeing people come in. There should not be (laughs) the same types of people that we saw coming into the club in the same outfits walking in the church. It shouldn't be the same outfits, Courtney. I mean, like your your outfit that you wear to church should not be the same outfit you wore to you wore or could wear to the club Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, do you agree with that, Courtney? Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Ladies, I know that you want a man, but you're not gonna find a man in church. You're not gonna find a man, period, because that's not what the Bible says. It says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Well, a good thing ain't a hoe. A good thing ain't someone who dresses like she should be standing on the corner, you know. You know that. So just just think about those things, ladies. And this this show is done out of love, you know. It is Courtney loves you guys. I love you guys. You know, I, this is the same stuff I tell my little sister, who's now the same age as many of you. Where's she now? Thirty. You know what I'm saying? My sister is. She's called into the show a few times over the years. She's the same age as a lot of you guys. I, every, there's not one thing I've told you guys that I don't or would not tell her in the same exact manner. I have a daughter who will hear all of this stuff. So, you know, anything you guys see or hear here on the show, don't don't take offense. Receive it with love. And, and if it applies to you, then make the necessary changes. If it doesn't apply to you, then just, you know, keep it moving. It is what it is. Let's talk about And we'll take some calls tonight if you guys have them. 646-200-0366. Y'all still want me to play that Akinelli song. You know, that's that's what there was really going on. That's a classic. That t- Did that take you back, Courtney? Yeah, but then you put the teaser out. You know, right when it got to the good part, cut it out. But, yeah, I remember that. Right, right. The The good part? What you mean the good part? That's the best part of the song. That's the catchiest part of the song. What, when she says, put it, it. put it in my mouth? That's the catchiest That's Yeah, because when it starts off, you don't know she's going to say that. It makes it sound like it's about to be like a ballad or something, and then that part comes. I like but, that part. But you actually know that what, what she's going to say, though. That's the whole, it's not like a surprise at this point. Well, I Yet still you like still it. want me to play it. And it's not just me. Other people do too. No, don't try to make it like oh yeah, it's just Courtney tonight. Oh, no, it's not. Oh no, I know it's. Believe me, I know it's it's Cheryl, it's Cheryl, it's Ebony. You know what I'm saying? It's Aaron over there listening somewhere secretly. Oh, I'm calling people. Like, Nikki is probably even listening somewhere with the little newborn baby. It's like no, I'm just playing shame. Actually, the funny thing is, shout out to Nikki because we used to party together. I posted that picture a while ago with me coming out the club drunk. Uh, being held up by Nakia and Melissa. Do you, did you ever see that picture? Yes. <laughs> That's a real throwback. Uh, uh, well, no, Transformation Tuesday's picture. I'll post that in there. I don't know. Nakia has it. But, yeah, I mean, so, like I tell you, I don't try to put myself up on any type of uh, 
you know, pedestal or anything. Anyone who knows me knows I keep it honest. I keep it real. I'm no better, you know what I'm saying, than anybody. You know, have, I, I listen, I was a hoe. You know, I was the ultimate hoe back in the day. You know, there was no hoe bigger than myself. You understand that? Sex with two women in 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 one day, couple women in a week. I mean, you know, it. I'm just saying these are things that y'all haven't even heard any stories really. To be honest with y'all, you know, I mean, the real stories get told in the men's group. The mil, the real stories get told at the gym, at the at the fight parties, at the gun range. That's where the real stories come out. I mean, y'all hear. You know what I want y'all to hear, but the funny, even though y'all here have heard some of the realest stories in the history of talk radio here, that goes to show you just how real it gets and can get. You know, half these stories me and Marv have shared in our inbox, just inboxing each other. That's why a lot of these guys get along so well because we can relate to half the stuff. As many of those stories as you've heard from Marv, y'all haven't heard any stories from Marv. Trust me on that. And y'all haven't heard any stories from me, and you probably never will. It's just understand what you do here is as real as it gets. Understand that, guys? And and take this advice because people like myself, the the barbershop crew, even Courtney, we know what we're talking about and we're we're you know giving this information to help change lives. And even to help save lives, to be honest with you guys, because that's how it really gets. Um, you mentioned Courtney, uh Transformation Tuesdays over in the Each Woman organization. But then there's also, today is Testimony Thursdays. You want to go ahead and uh, let everybody know what that's all about? Oh, yeah. So Testimony Thursdays is just an opportunity for us women in the group um, just to, um, just you know, share what's on our mind, but more specifically just the testimony, just, to you know where we were as opposed to now. Now the difference between Testimony Thursdays and Transformation Tuesdays is that um, for Transformation Tuesdays we're showing it you know through like you know pictures you see the before and after. Testimony Thursdays is just a chance for you to just write out you know post what's on your heart just everything you've gone through and just share your testimony with with people. So uh, they both serve a great purpose and it's, it's done so well in the group. Absolutely, man. Let me just tell you, matter of fact, do you have any uh, testimonies that you just wanted to share before we go any further just in regards to, like, kind of where we're, what we're talking about tonight? Um. So as far as myself, just where I was before as opposed to now. Yeah, anything. Um, yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, so I, I just, I've gone through, you know, a complete transformation. I just remember... You know, um, just five years ago, um, really having an addiction to a lot of things. You know, I was addicted to alcohol. I was addicted to pornography. I was addicted to attention and and friendships. And um, it was just a really bad place for me. And I would find myself, you know, crying almost every night because I wasn't happy. Um, And there was, you know, some daddy issues there. A lot of it was just linked to me just wanting my father and just not having my dad around. And um, I was just, 
spiraling downhill. I was not going in a great direction, and I was just really um, just heartbroken. And um, I just really I prayed to God and I asked Him to to help me because I really I wasn't doing well. I had friends that were talking about me all the time, men that only wanted to have sex with me, and you know getting drunk every night, waking up with a hangover, and trying to go to church. And um, you know I really just called out to God, and He pulled me out of that and just introduced me, you know, to people like you just through the show when I started off just as, you know, a listener in my room, you know, when I was living at home, I was listening with my headphones on trying to pretend like, you know, I was cool or whatever. But it was little things like that, just listening to the show. And I learned so much, you know, back in the day when you and Gerald were on there. And it just did so much for me. And I'm just so happy, you know, fast forward to now to actually be a part of the show and to be your co-host. That is a blessing. And that's something that only could have been done by God. So um, I thank God for that. Well, I, that's, that is a blessing. I, I appreciate you sharing that, that testimony for everyone who may be listening in secretly, silently like you used to, but and who may not be able to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel who may think that, you know, what they're in now is all that God has for them. But, you know, and I'll say, you know, just watching your transformation, Courtney, I mean, I when I met you, that's how you were. I mean, you were, there was no transformation. You know, you were one of the most non-respectable women uh, that, I, that I ever I had come across, to be honest with you. Well, you know, and we've talked about that. But, and so, ladies, I just want anyone listening in, you know, I don't just, you guys know the history of this show. I don't have anybody here on this show, or, you know, just being a co-host. I mean, this is, there's something really special about Courtney. And, and so to, for her to go from there, you know, to here is nothing, like she said, it's nothing but God, which is a huge testament. I just thinking about my own life, this being transform, or, uh, Testimony Thursdays, which we can keep going, too, because I really like that. I mean, excellent job, Courtney. Transformation Tuesdays, Testimony Thursdays, I and mean, we can just incorporate that into the show because, you know, this is what the, really what we're here for is to uh, spread the word of God. But uh, just in regards to class and, you know, not being a hoe and not respecting your, you know, yourself, that was me. And I remember one time I thought I got this chick pregnant, you know, and, and I, honestly I really thank God that it, that was not the case. You know, I mentioned the other night, I mean, as far as that being just every man's worst nightmare, you know, getting a woman pregnant who he has doesn't even want to be in a relationship with, let alone, you know, has you know being with for the rest of his life. And so I really, really, really thank God. That's just that. That's just that's a big enough testimony by itself, just the fact that she was not pregnant. Because that would have been, that would have totally altered my life. You know, who knows where I'd be right now? Who knows, like, what, you know, if there would even be a show? So I just, you know, and that's that's major. And I think a lot of men out here, you know, can relate to that. You know, sex with random women, um, not being responsible, could have been dead, HIV, STDs, baby, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's just a blessing. So can we keep it moving, Courtney? Yeah, most definitely. Definitely, but yeah, absolutely. If you guys have your own testimonies that you ever want to share, not just just tonight or at any point, six four six two zero 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 three six six. You know, hit the number one on your keypad, and uh, I still want to give away some more shirts, some more "Don't Be a Psycho" shirts. We still have some a couple left. If you want to uh, get them on clearance, they're on sale at uh, trctoday.com. Um, 
And, again, if you haven't already gotten my novel, you know, The Love We Had, which is everybody's favorite book, you're tripping if you haven't read it because all half these stories I tell and a lot of the stories I haven't even told I put into the book from a some in a fictional manner but others <laughs> my actual stories like you know because everyone knows Derek is loosely based on my life so get my book The Love We Had on Amazon as well as uh, Kindle and uh, all that is right at uh, TRC Today uh, dot com uh, I want to do a couple advice questions but be- and before I do that I, you know. Some people asked me, like, okay, Daydon, well, like you said, society is filled with women who don't really respect themselves and who don't um, carry themselves in a godly manner or in a, a classy manner. Well, is there anyone who you can point to that would be a good example of someone who you would feel, you know, is, is classy? And, and I really, honestly... That's not the first time I've been asked that question, and it's always tough for me because back in the day you could do it. You know, it was very. There were several women who you could just be like, okay, these are the sluts, these are the women who who are classy, and these are, you know they respect their bodies. Now it's more of that whole blurred lines type of thing. It's like you, there aren't. A, it's not as clear cut about who respects himself and who doesn't. Um, although one thing I'll say, Tatiana Ali, and I don't know. I'm not gonna say you know, I know everything about her, but uh, many of you know back in the day I interviewed her, and I had so many men. You guys can Google that. Just Google Tatiana Ali on uh, on the Daydon Tolbert show. But if you ever want to just hear, you know, obviously you can look up what she looks like, but if you just want to just hear a woman whose great personality just just radiates through the, 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 the lines, Listen to my, the archives of my interview with her. I mean, because that's so many, I was going to say, so many men hit me up after that interview and it's like, yo, yo, you know her? Like, yo, is she single? Like, what's up with her? Like, she's, you know, really, uh, she seems really cool and, and humble and, and fun and personable and just laid back down to earth and, and sexy. Like, that's that's who I want to be with. So, you know, it may be a good idea if you're new, scroll back through and listen to those archives because that was a great, she's a great example of, from what I see and from what I know, of a uh, a woman who who, who is, comes off in a classy manner, um, so there's there's one example that I would point to, but also, and I never really thought about these two women too much. You don't hear me talk about them a lot, but Tia and Tamara, you familiar with them? Yeah. Tia and Tamara have a a long history in television. You know, obviously they started out in Sister Sister. Um, I think Tia is on uh, or was on the game. Is it Tia or Tamara that was on the game? Tia. Tia. Okay, I just took a guess. I have no, I had no idea which one it was. But um, you know, my wife is into their new reality show. That's not one of the shows that I watch. But um, they have always struck me. My ex girlfriend actually looked very much so like uh, the twins. They like people were like, "Yo, you know you like sister, sister, right?" And this, this was like back when when they were on TV. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is they're very attractive. They are. You know, very classy. I've never seen anything um, that. Not saying that nothing's out there. I'm not. I'm not the all-knowing anything. But from what I've seen historically, both of them have always carried themselves with class. Uh, they have that natural look. Don't sit here and quote me and act like they've never worn a weave. I'm sure both of them have on occasion. But what I'm saying is they they generally have that natural type of beauty. You know, it's not like the excessive 
makeup. It's not like anything crazy, you know, red hair, you know, stuff down to their butt. You know what I mean? It's just they have that natural laid-back, girl-next-door, wife type of look to them. And it's not surprising to see that both of them are married to what seem to be, you know, nice guys. Right? You ever mm-hmm. notice that, Courtney? Mm-hmm. That's not a coincidence. That's not just like, oh, okay, you know, they just that's just a, a random. No, it's when you respect your body. Those are the types of women that men are looking for, women who tend to keep themselves up, respect their bodies, you know, aren't out there being hoes. Those are the men who, when, when they get to that point of being ready to settle down, we come back for if you If you're, it's funny, a lot of women will say, I want to be a wife, but you're still living the, the party lifestyle. You got If you want to be a wife, you have to act like a wife when you're single. Y'all know that, right? A lot of women don't know that. They think that you can it, you just start being a wife once you become a wife. No, you have to let them, a man needs to be able to see that you would be a great wife based on your current uh, your current circumstances, your current way of life. You know, you taking trips to Italy all the time, and and Vegas, and Miami, and Cancun every every freaking holiday. It's like, well, you you still you ain't ready to be nobody's wife. You try, you still out there partying? Because we all let's just be honest. We did a classic show, Courtney and I, a couple months ago on on exotic vacations, where we talked about. I told stories about some of my exotic vacations. Courtney's told stories about some of her vacations as far as what really and, and things we know about other people as far as what goes on in these on these vacations. So if you're taking all these trips and you want to be a wife, I mean, not saying that you're wilding out on those trips, but you may want to just chill out a little bit because whether it's the case or not, men are going to be looking at that and being like, whoa, you know, she's she's probably not uh, in the right the right stage. One of the all-time classic shows here on the Data Untolbert Show was our, our um, all-time barbershop talk on the three stages of all men, where we talked about the dog stage, the player stage, and the ready-to-settle-down stage with me, Gerald, Dre, you know. and But even on that show, we also talked about the stages that women go through as well. And, you know, a lot of y'all are in that, that, that fun stage where you're not really ready to settle down. Courtney, you know about that. Were you were you always in that stage ready to be a, a wife? No, not at all. Because you remember my old Facebook page, the whole party girl page and putting pictures up of vacations to Jamaica and all those places and couldn't figure out why men weren't taking me seriously. But, like, it makes sense. Like, I, I really... I wasn't ready. I really, I, I liked being in that lifestyle, to be honest, at that point. Right, right. Where would you describe yourself as now? I feel now I'm in the ready um, to settle down. I feel, you know, open to it. I think before it was kind of like, well, I want a husband, but, I mean, I still kind of want to do my own thing. Because before I was, like, dealing with multiple men, and I didn't think that was, like, an issue. But now, like, I can't wait to just be with that one man for the rest of my life. Like, I wasn't always at that point or had that mentality before. One of the all-time classic shows of all time was uh, the special we did where we talked about, we, one of the things we talked about was Jay-Z's album Magna Carta, and we broke down the hidden demonic and satanic meaning behind that. But also um, 
what you just said, dating multiple men and the effects of that. You know, and, and a lot of women are doing that but not really understanding uh the uh you know, the ramifications of that. Courtney, how do you feel about uh playing games? You know, because as we talk about class versus ass, you can't not talk about game playing and immaturity uh, as it relates to how those women will be perceived. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's one of those things, you know, playing games will, um, it'll get you played. Like that's not... That's not something that will have um, a desirable effect, you know, because as I stated in previous, you know, shows and things like that, I mean, that was something I used to do. But it's it's funny because the reason that we do it is really because we feel that we want a guy to work for us or we want a guy to prove himself to us. And But the thing is, like, men don't have time for that. Like, no one's going to go through all those games and then at the end of them say, oh, okay, she's going to be my wife one day. Like, that's not that's not what's going to happen. He may play the games with you, but at the end of the day, it's only going to result in having sex, him having sex with you, and that's it. He'll never take it to the next level with you. Right, right. And if that if that next level is is what you want it to be, which is marriage and love and commitment and a family, if you're playing games, that's going to take away any and all chance of that ever happening for you. I can guarantee you. You understand that, guys? So you know, and it's going to cause you to be viewed as a hoe because respectable women, classy women, don't play games. That's one of the more uh, important things to say. You understand that, guys. So, so, so keep that in mind, and um, you know, don't don't play games because games, just so you know, are going to come from being hurt. When you've been hurt, there's going to be a tendency to have a wall up, have a guard up, you know, and to play games that will show that you know, kind of accentuate uh, the wall and the, and the guard. So. It's you know playing games doesn't do anything but let a man know wow okay she's going through some things she's going through some things so let me either stay far away from her or let me just try to smash and then keep it moving. One last thing that I'll talk about and then we, before we get into these advice questions about uh, just class versus uh, sluttiness is um, flirting. Courtney, you remember that classic show we did a couple uh, what about a year ago at this point on the definition of a flirt. Yeah, guys, that was that's one of those shows I don't even rebroadcast too often. I mean, sometimes I, I forget about these shows, but when you get some time, check check that out. Check out our special on on flirting, um, and what what that means, what the definition of it is, uh, examples of flirting, and and the consequences of flirting, because there are a lot of women out there who just have that. You know how that goes, Courtney. You just you like you have friends, but you're like flirty friends with them, and then you can't figure out why nobody other than those friends is uh, is taking you seriously. Yeah, that was my story. <laughs> yeah, you had those flirty friends. Yeah, I had a whole bunch. It was like I don't know, maybe like over ten men. I remember, you know, when we did like our first. Uh, yeah, like when we did our first session. And we were just talking about that, the different men in my life. I think it had to be over 10 people. Like, you know, they weren't boyfriends, but they were people I I was calling friends, people that would text or, you know, I would see every now and then. And, you know, it would always be some type of flirtation that would leave it open to eventually having sex with them one day. 
Right, right. And let me just tell you all, just so you know, and Courtney already knows this, but for many of you who may not know, though that's the worst possible way to be. Because you have your respectable women, but then you have women who have who men are who who men only want for sex, but then you have women who we don't even respect enough to even try to have sex with. Like it's like and and, and some I know all men have women like that, and some women are are in fact like that, and that's how Courtney was, what she just described. There were. Let me give you an example. I used to have women who I was like. It's funny because a lot of women will be. They'll think that men are actually going to pursue them, which is ludicrous. When, when we have women who we don't even have time to have have time to have sex with, we don't even have a desire to have sex with. These men out here have women who look just like. You pick anybody who men will just be like, oh, look, I'm, I'm going to hit you up another time, all right? I'm going I'm to holler at you, a, you know, a little later. And when, you, when, we, when are you going to let me see, see you? When are we going to spend some time together? You said you were going to call me. Well, don't take my number if you're not going to use it. Courtney, don't tell me you've ever said that. <laughs> I won't. You have, haven't <laughs> you? You said that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've, I was begging for time so many times. For men, yeah, because I wasn't getting that at all. I'm gonna tell like, you I would be. Lady. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Sorry. Oh no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish that story. No, I was just gonna say, like, you know, the guy would actually call me, but like in the middle of the conversation, like he would click over, be like, you know, hold on, and then he would come back. I, I could tell that he was just talking to another woman, so he'd be like, well, you know, what? I gotta go, so let me call you back. And so I knew then that the man wasn't feeling me, but I. That just made me want to beg for his attention even more. Right, right, and that's what it would go. And because what happens is, like I said, and Courtney's one hundred percent right, they would get a call from another woman who who was a little bit higher up on the totem pole, and that's kind of how it goes, ladies. You, you know, I always use these. It's funny people look at these reality shows like The Bachelor and Flavor of Love and uh, Love of Ray J and all these other stuff, all these other shows that as like some type of fiction or some type of, like, just reality TV. Like, that's not actually how it is. But when in reality, that's exactly how it is. It's, you know, every man out here is going to have no fewer than five, six, usually, usually more, but no fewer than five women who are actively on their heels. You know, if he's an educated brother, a, you know, an attractive, handsome brother who takes care of himself, I mean, you're going to have your pick of any woman you want in today's society. So please, ladies, don't ever think that you have any type of upper hand or there's any possible reason for men to chase anyone at any time. When there are women out here literally throwing themselves at men every day, all day. And I told you all a story a couple months ago. I was just in the gym, like, right before the show. Like, the show goes on at 9. I was, like, in the gym at, like, 8. And these two women were, like, flirting with me. As a matter of fact, I was in Target yesterday. These two women were throwing themselves at me, blatantly flirting with me. I'm like, I'm sitting up there in the line. I think I'm in Target, and I saw a little uh, a Eagles uh, T-shirt. It was, like, on the clearance rack for, like, $5, so I picked it up. You know what I'm saying? I was getting some groceries, so I put it up on the, um, you know, on the uh, the cart, you know, in my cart, and I put it up on the, um, you know, the what the heck do you call it? The uh, checkout counter, 
and the uh, these two women were just like staring at me, following me through the whole store. So she came up to me, up to me at the counter, and she's like, "Oh yeah, how much? You know, how much was that's a nice shirt? Oh, that's that's nice. What's that? The Eagles? I'm like, yeah, it's Eagles. So what that was on? How much is that? Is that like twenty dollars? I'm like, no, it's it has a big red tag it says clearance right there. It's five dollars. Oh, what? Where where was that? I'm about to go get me one for my. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, just like right over there. Big old sign says clearance in the men's department. Like, oh, okay. All right. Oh, what you, you cooking tonight? What you got there in your cart? Looking at some chicken and stuff. I'm like, yo. She's like, oh, that was good. I had some like little uh, chicken tender things that my daughter likes. She's like, oh, what's those? Are those good? Like, how, how, how do those taste? I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know. How do you think they taste? They taste like barbecue chicken tenders. I don't know. Like, blatant. Just waiting for me to say, well, look, yeah, write down your number or something. You know, wedding ring, clear as day, you know, sparkling, you know what I mean? Shine, just got it shined up. You know what I'm saying? Like, these women act like they don't see stuff. So what I'm trying to tell you is that's my life as a married man. You know what I'm saying? Forget being single. That's You guys, you already know how it was. Imagine, that's like me being a, a family man. Imagine what it's like actually going out into environments, you know, like the clubs or the lounge lounges where, where it's like thousands of women all there for for that exact purpose. And hopefully that gives you some type of indication. I say all that to say, ladies, some of y'all are living in a fantasy world thinking that just because you have a degree, you have an education, you have a job, you know, you look good in a in a dress. You know, you just got your hair done. You think that those things make you a great woman. You think that those things entitle you to men, for men to chase you. And that's ridiculous. That will never be the case. There is not a woman on the face of, I won't say the planet, I'll say this country, that is worthy of a man chasing them. And that's not saying anything bad about y'all, because there's some beautiful women all over. But even the most beautiful women you know, have competition to the point where it's not a need to chase. You know, now I will, I, what I will say is that, if anything, the most desirable woman, I won't say the women worthy of being chased because nobody's worthy of being pursued per se, but the most desirable women are the ones with the great personality, with the humble spirit, with the godly uh, way of life. With the women, you know, the women who have the nice body, who take care of their body, but don't feel the need to show off their body. Ladies, men have great imaginations. Great imaginations. I mean, you can have on a snowsuit and we'll still know what kind of body you have. Trust me on that. And the fellas know. We know exactly what you're working with. You can have on a baggy blouse and a man will know what's going on under there. We will, I mean, you can have on some nice jeans. I mean, you don't have to be extra with it. You know, we know. You know, but when you become extra, when you try to show th- certain things off, it, it reeks of emotional unavailability and lack of confidence. And it makes men want, it makes men view you as being vulnerable and weak. And, and you know, it's just like the law of the jungle. What What happens to weak, you know, animals? when they encounter a hyena or a lion or, 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 you know, a tiger or whatever, they get targeted and ultimately devoured. So don't be a target. 
don't be perceived as being weak or vulnerable. Let's do a couple uh, advice questions and then get on up out of here, man. I'm trying to get out of here like 10.30, 10.45, man. I'm trying to start going to bed early, man. Y'all be having me up till like midnight. Y'all think this is. You know what I mean? <laughs> you like, well, whatever. It's your job. You better enjoy it. No, it's like, no, I do love it. We'll, we'll have those. We'll, I'm going to start doing more shows, more live shows, but shorter shows, like an hour, like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? But you try to give y'all more, you know, so which I think is, um, you know, a good trade off. Um, here's a question that was actually posed in the uh in the group a little I think like last week or something like that. Someone asked, um what the heck was this question at? Um here it was. It was about a a church pastor. Uh somebody said, So me and my church members had a debate about me not wanting to go to church because the pastor was, was wearing earrings in both ears. I just don't agree that a man calling himself a pastor should be wearing earrings. Some of my church family says that I'm doing too much and I shouldn't judge him. What do you think? Um, so th- there's that question. Courtney, I mean, that was a big, pretty big debate over in the Friends of the Data on Tober Show group. Uh, you guys can add yourselves there. Add yourselves to all these networks, the Courageous Black Men of Facebook, Each Woman Foundation, uh, Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group. You have a business, Tolbert Business Directory or Tolbert Business Network, where, where it's like about 1,500 small businesses in there. So where, you know, you can't advertise in the Friends group, but definitely advertise over in the uh, the Tolbert Business uh, Network on Facebook. But Courtney, what's your thoughts on this uh this question? Um, just in regards to the whole, you know, airing thing, I'm not saying that would be a deal breaker for me. More so what's most important is just being at that church, do you feel blessed by his leadership? I mean, that that's really you know, what it's about, of course, it's about going to church, you know, um, to praise God and all of that. But I think your pastor does play a role um, as well because you you want to have a great um, church home. So it's all about, you know, do you feel blessed by his leadership and do you feel that that is, you know, the right church for you to attend? Or are you just saying you don't want to go just because of his, you know, poor fashion choice or whatever you want to call it? So, I mean, that's what I would really think about if I were her. Now, I haven't seen men wear earrings in uh, a long time. Like, I see studs every now and then, but, like, hoops, I've never seen that, or at least not in a while. So, but, yeah. Here's the – and I see a couple calls online. We'll go to the phone lines right after this, 646-200-0366. I hit the number one on your uh, keypad. Uh, but as far as – I think – Oh, I'll say two things about it. On one hand, just from a strictly fashion standpoint, back in the day, you know, when I say back in the day, I mean like when I was in college, that was like everybody had their ears pierced. It was like at first people just had the one ear, but then it became very popular just to get the two. Not like Courtney said, not like any hoops or anything like that. I had one ear pierced, and I think like the next week I went back, got the other one pierced. So, But that was like literally when like everybody did it. Now – you don't see pretty much anybody doing it unless you're like some type of entertainer or something like that. And even then it looks very awkward because now a lot of entertainers are even stopping doing it. So it's, it's just very, um, you know, it, there's trends are trends. that You know, they're just that. They come in, they go out, sometimes they come back. 
you know, I've I've never really been uh, into trends. I pretty much just did what I wanted to do based on, you know, what I thought was cool, and I'm still that way today. Um, but, I mean, so there's that. I mean, I, you know, that it was what it was. Now it's obviously not in style, so I kind of question men who I see doing that. Um, if you're talking about a pastor, I mean, you know, even when it was in, I think, see, pastors are a little bit different. Pastors are a little bit more tricky because, you know, you you can't be, you don't want to present yourself as being of the world. See, when I was, when I, when I, when my ears were pierced, that was in the height and the peak of my player stage. So I was clearly living in the world. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I was living for the world. But if you have a pastor who is adopting worldly fashion trends, you got a question like, where are his motives? Who does? What does he stand for? If you guys heard that classic show um, on entitled Just That, what do you stand for, the world or the word? Definitely check out the archives because, I mean, that's what we all are faced with, uh, a choice every day. Who do we stand for? What do we live for? Jesus or the devil? And so when you're wearing earrings, a lot of times you got pastors trying to be pimps, trying to be all, you know, all suave and debonair, you know what I mean, trying to be ladies' men. I mean, I see it all the time, these guys out here, man, these fake players, like 60 years old, having <laughs> sex with the with the deaconesses and the, the, the ushers and all types of craziness, man. Like, I know a lot of stuff. In fact... Uh, which is kind of on a whole other thing. If you guys remember back when we did um, our special on on the down low men, I'm not talking about the most recent one we did with the the barbershop crew, which was a classic show. I'm talking about several years ago where I actually had J L King on the show. And if you guys remember back in the day when when he told his story about how he was going uh, when he was you know being on a down low and before he went and sat on Oprah's couch. Because I had him on like maybe like a couple months after his Oprah interview, and he really went in about, uh, like my interview with him was more in-depth than his Oprah interview with Oprah. He really told us like how he had sex with people in the church and how pastors and lawyers and doctors were actually on the DL, reverends, ministers. And um, so you got to be careful about that. There's a lot of not just, you know, like worldly behavior going on in the church, but DL behavior going on uh, out here in the church. So that was before your time, I think, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You were uh, you were out there, you weren't around. But yeah, we that was like when uh, that was when Yolanda. Shout out to Yolanda Brown, where she was the you know my co-host back in the day because I think she knew uh, J L King, and. Um, those we had, we talk a lot about Gerald. I think Gerald will, Gerald will go down as as one of the best co-hosts we've had here on the show uh, in, in history. Obviously, Courtney, but uh, Yolanda was you know was was there were some classic shows with me and Yolanda uh, from from year even before Gerald came on board. So if you're a newer listener and you just want to hear some some great advice from a much different you know perspective and different time, check it out. Go all the way back years. We this is our Sixth year, I can't wait till we get to the ten year mark. The business, Talbot Relationship Counseling, we're in our tenth year with the business, but the show, we're in our sixth year. So, shout out to everyone who has been around from day one. You know, I know Tanisha. Shout out to her. She, uh, 
has listened to every single show. She's one of the only people I know who's done that. So um, it's great to hear from people who support and have been supporting. All right? But at the same time, it's great to have newer listeners as well. Love all you guys. Now, one last question that we'll do, and then we'll uh, get the heck up on out of here. Uh, here's a question from a young woman in regards to appearance. She says, Daydon, my question is simple and complex at the same time. What is it that black men see in white women? Is it just a personal preference thing, or do white women do something different than black women? Um, are they saying things that I need to say? I'm just curious because where I work, most of the successful black men either date or are in serious relationships with white women. I don't know if the two of you date white uh, women, uh, and if you do, that's cool. I just want to know what it is that they're saying or doing that I'm not. There's not enough black men for black women alone, and I'm not really into sharing with white women. Uh, so thanks for your uh, insight. Well, Courtney, I'll let you start it off. I mean, from from a woman's standpoint, based on your experience, your conversations with men, things you've observed, what what's the appeal uh, or the perceived appeal uh, about black men uh, seeking out white women? I think what the what the appeal for uh, many of those men would be um the 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 better personality. You know, they perceive um the white women to have better personality and and less attitudes and I think a lot of that just comes from just their experiences with the women that they've dealt with. Um you know, it hasn't been haven't has not had a favorable outcome whether that be in the form of them the women having bad attitudes or you know just not being pleasant. I think that's why a lot of black men step outside um of their race, but you know, I, I do want to clarify for her because the way she worded it, it kind of sounded like she feels like all black men are going to turn to white women. And no, that's not the case. There is someone for you, and there is, you know, a black man out there for you. Um, so I definitely just want to say that and just make sure that you are that best woman so he doesn't feel the need to go outside of his race. I, before I even get into my definition or my response to that, I would encourage everyone. We did a whole show uh, on this topic a few months ago, very good show, where all you have to do is Google, you know, interracial dating on the Date on Tolbert show, or I believe the actual title was The Real Reasons Why Black Men Are Dating White Women. Like, you can probably type that in on the Date on Tolbert show, and that should, you know, come right up for you classic two or three hour show where we answer this question in you know more in depth than you'll hear anywhere you know ever but i'll say this just kind of in a nutshell that you know it's not there's a big misconception out here that that black men prefer white women or even like white women because it actually has absolutely nothing to do with white women it has everything to do with the issues and the stereotypes that are being put forth from black women. You know, that's the problem. So it's like, it's not that, oh my gosh, these white women are so beautiful. It's these, most men are looking, not most men, all men are looking for wives. They're looking for women to settle down 
with, and they have the three things that we look for, which I tell you guys all the time, the best possible personality, a high level of respectability, and 100% emotional availability. Unfortunately, in the black community, those three things are like winning the lottery. And so because men are not seeing that, they're seeking, they're turning to other avenues. They're seeking women outside of their race. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean white. It could mean Asian and often does mean Asian, you know, um, you know, Puerto Rican, Hispanic of of some sort, Dominican, you know, because it, that main and I see several people posted online attitude, you know, and and you know, just to kind of um, put a little plug out there, since I Courtney and I came up with a new uh, a new thing on this topic, you know, as far as counseling goes, so many women want love and they can't figure out why they're not getting it. What do I, what I did was I came up with a personality assessment. And so over the last two days, I've done about 10 personality assessments just, just you know, since the other day when we, came, when we launched it. And so if you guys want to figure out and, and, and determine, do you have the best personality? Do you have an attitude? Because a lot of women out there I found actually have attitudes but don't realize they have attitudes. They actually think everything is okay. So if you want to know how you're being perceived in the eyes of men, Take the personality assessment by calling 855-55-DADON or send an email to DADON uh, or Courtney at trctoday.com. But see, so that's the main thing is attitude. And I was going to say that while the, the most the stereotype that exists about attitude is most prevalent in amongst black women, or I should say African-American women, is because when you look at the the upbringing, when you look at the break, breaking down of, you know, the black family, and the absence of black men, the black fathers, well, that's where a lot of the attitude comes from. It comes from seeing mom abused, seeing mom dogged and, and not taken seriously and, you know, not having dad around to give any attention to them and, you know, wanting him to be there and, and to love them and not getting that. Well, obviously that's going to cause some bitterness towards her father as well as men as a whole. So, you know, in, in, when we're in relationships, you know, we're seeing a lot of the attitude manifesting itself. And so whereas with other races, there is a higher percentage of, you know, actual whole families, mother, father, children, you know, white families. You know, I mean, the black black women here in this country, 70% of black babies are born into single-parent homes. That's more than double what, what it is for white women. The, the white uh, family is somewhere around 30 35%. Where you're talking about 70% with black babies. That's astronomical. So obviously when you have that type of disparity, there's going to be some attitude, there's going to be some, some bitterness, some resentment that's going to manifest itself in relationships. You know, you look at, you add on to that, you know, this whole glorification of, of being single, of being independent, you know, and, and having men chase you and all types of crap that Beyonce's spewing out, you know, Rihanna, all these weirdos. Are putting out there, well, that nobody's feeling that. Nobody's trying to marry somebody who, who claims they're happily single or, you know, out there twerking and dancing to Akinelli and all this other foolishness. So, I mean, it's it's a combination of things. And so again, but don't please don't think that there's anything special about white women that doesn't that can't be found amongst black women. Black women are beautiful, as beautiful. 
if not more, than than any other race. So it's not from a physical perspective, anything like that, but often it's the emotional issues or, or lack thereof, you know, with women of other races just based on how they were raised, you know. So there's that. Now, uh, I went to, I tell you guys all the time, I went to the Dominican Republic uh, right before I got married, and, I mean, I got to tell you all something. I think it's it's really unfortunate, and I did a video blog on this. This is one of my the video blogs I did. I'm going to start doing some video blogs, too. Like y'all been asking, I'm going to start doing some more um, in the near future. But when I went over there, I see why so many black men are going outside of the country and bringing women back. You know, I know one guy who did all the paperwork, he did all the research, he found out it would be $5,000 to go over to the Dominican Republic. This isn't including flights, but to go over there, get the paperwork, and bring her back as a citizen. You know, and it'll be about $5,000, and so many men are, are actually doing that because the 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 mentality over there is just, not only are these women beautiful, you know, as beautiful as any woman that I've ever seen in my life, but the 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 difference between just the everyday mentality, the attitude, the humility, it's like it's like you're on another planet. I'm just and I'm being honest with you. I interact with black women every single day, women in general every day, white, all types of races. You go outside of the United States, you'll see you'll interact with some of the most humble women that you will ever see in your life. And men know this. So all I'm saying is, and that's, like I said, one of the major reasons why I came up with this personality assessment, so I can instil, hopefully try to instill what the, what the appeal of these white women is or of these Dominican is so you guys can be viewed in the same manner. So many of the women that I've worked with, I mean, even Courtney. Courtney has a great personality. You know, some some of you other women, like, like Cheryl, Erin, you know, even Safina, Who's who's taking a little break from Facebook? Some people like Nakia. I mean, my wife. I mean, these are people with great personalities, humble personalities. If you're not like that, you will never be married to a great man. So it starts. So again, to answer the question, it has nothing to do with white women. But I will say this: I've never encountered a white woman, a, a white woman, uh, with an attitude for no reason. Now, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I'm saying me personally, in 35 years of life, I've never encountered just a random woman who I said hello to or had any type of interaction with who just had an attitude with me for no reason. Usually, nine times out of ten, you know, friendly, humble, personable, you know, um, and that's just, and I'm just being honest with you. I'm not, I don't, I gain no pleasure from saying that, but I am being real. Whereas on the flip side, you know, I've I you know every single day. There's not a day that goes by I don't encounter a black woman with an attitude for no reason. Well, I shouldn't say for no reason, but what is perceived as being for no reason because I didn't do anything to them. There's always a reason, whether you know it or not. But you see what I'm saying? You can't be like that. So, and I'm just being honest with you, Courtney. I'm sure you see that as a black woman. You see black women with attitudes every single day. Every single day, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean that. So if I see it every day, and Courtney sees it every day, and most of you guys see it every day, if you're willing to be honest, you got to understand that black men see it every day also, and that attitude 
combined with the lack of respectability that we've been talking about throughout the whole show, is going to be that one of the main thing that just drives men to other races. And again, it's not just white, but just other races, other people who he perceives to to not have those issues. And it's unfortunate because every man I know at the end of the day would prefer a black woman. I've always wanted a black woman. I've all, I've only dated black women. You know, I may have dated a a few variations of black women, but black women nonetheless, like, you know, black and Native American, you know, black and white, black and Hispanic, you know, but, and just black. Black is black. Black is beautiful. We all want black women. We Most men love their, their black women. But I'll tell you this, though. Black men are not going to sacrifice, you know, their happiness just for the sake of dating a black woman. Black men, well, most black men I know will date a white woman if it means the difference between him being happy or or not being happy. Ideally, we will be happy with a black woman, but if not, hey, you know, get the plane ticket ready for the Dominican. Just, I'm just saying. So, have you ever heard? Matter of fact, we've even heard that over the years, Courtney. Have you heard any men, you know, talking about um, women of other races or, or, or flying out, flying somebody back in? Yeah, actually, some years ago, um, I remember this was like this was in college, and the guys went. Like one of my um, my classmates or something went to some other country. I don't know. And uh, anyways, he posted on his Facebook page about how beautiful um, the women were, and saying how it was it was an experience. It was nothing like American women. I remember so many women attacked him because of that. I remember that. And so um, yeah, I do hear that or I have heard that before. Yeah, I mean, I can co-sign that. I've been to a few places, and I'm just trying to tell y'all, man. I mean, it's, I mean, from a, a beauty standpoint, I mean, it's not even a question. I mean, you know, it's beautiful women all over the world, um, but you know, it's it's what really stands out, and I can't stress enough, is is these attitudes or you know the humility, you know, of women of other of of other ethnicities. ethnicities. So um, just, you know, and I'm not saying you can't be yourself, definitely be yourself, but I will tell you this, when it comes to finding a wife, we will have the best. You won't be a wife if you don't have the best personality of any of, of any woman he's ever met. You know, I I do these surveys, I do speaking engagements all over. If you guys want to book me, shoot me an email at dayton uh, at trctoday.com. I do a lot of women's events and things like that, church events, you know, hit me up. But if you guys um, understand, I mean, I, I'm I'm speaking to these crowds, and I mean, you got black women; they won't even they they won't even pay for a date, they won't even offer to pay. Whereas, let me be speaking to a crowd of white women, you know, or or other uh, types of ethnicities. I mean, it's really black. I mean, that's been my experience. Only black women have a problem paying for the first date. You know, they're stuck in some type of 1920 mentality when they got a 2012, uh, uh, you know, or 2013 type of hoish mentality. You know, but yet they want a man to to respect them the way their grandparents did. Well, it's like, well, you got to be like your grandmom then. You can't be like, you know, these women of today, but want, you know, 
the best man. And so what happens is, you know, women are saying, well, they're coming off in a selfish manner. And so, I mean, how can you be selfish but want somebody to view you as a wife? They say, well, how am I selfish? Well, if you say I would never pay for a first date, you're a selfish chick. And you will be single forever. I can promise you that. So many women out here who are single and can't figure out why, they say, well, I I might pay for the second date, but I can't see myself paying for the first date. Why not? My wife did. What's wrong with that? You know, and I said, what's wrong? They said, well, I, well, I don't know. There's never a good reason for it. They just say, well, I just always thought that that was a man's job. Well, who told you that? Well, I don't know. My girlfriends did. Oh, wait, so you're you're taking advice from your girlfriends now, your single girlfriends, on how you should be in a dating situation? Hmm. Doesn't make too much sense. If you guys missed our special on how on the importance and how to differentiate yourself from other women and be viewed as the best woman, definitely check out that show. And and if you haven't already, take that personality, the brand new personality assessment. It'll it'll change your whole life. So, um, Courtney, any, well, last uh, minute thoughts or matter of fact, hold up. Um, I, well, any last thoughts? And I, I was going to go to the uh, uh, phone lines real quick before we wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, ladies, you don't have to get a man's attention by wearing less clothes. That's not the way to do it at all. Just be comfortable with yourself and, you know, cover yourself up and respect yourself. And don't, you know, look for men to chase you. Just be yourself and, you know, be natural. And also just trust God 100%, and that man will eventually find you. Right, because and that's a great thing. I always say have some class and cover up that ass because, like you said, you're not trusting God when you feel like you have to use your body parts to get a man, you know, or to attract a man. You know, you're not you're, you're trying to do it yourself. The Bible says to lean not on your own understanding but acknowledge him. Well, you're not acknowledging nothing if, you, if you're twerking that, you know what I'm saying, that booty. I see a call on the line from the 818 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. Hey, I think um, as far as, like, having that good attitude or being personable, with my experience, I felt like I had to change the way I act towards men because um, I felt that they basically was taking it as I was gullible when I was actually, you know, being myself and being nice. Like, I actually had a guy say to me, you know, you don't act like a South Philly girl. And I'm like, well, how do South Philly girls act? Meaning I'm not giving them the attitude so they felt it was okay to do whatever. So what? what's your advice on that? Well, I'm from Philly. I appreciate you calling in. So it's good that you're from Philly. Um, I'm going to say this. Like I said, I'm I'm from Philadelphia and born and raised. Back in the day, we used to go down to South Street and which is a, a very popular hangout, you know, in Philly. If you guys are various parts of the country and the world, I mean, everyone knows it's it's a common known fact amongst men that if you can get a girl's number on on South Street, you know, you can get a, a woman's number anywhere in the country. And as someone who's traveled around the country in various parts of the world, that is an absolutely true statement. There's something. Very, 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 very stuck up about Philly women historically. Now, I'm not saying that all Philly women are stuck up, but I'm saying, you know, 
there is a stereotype about Philly women that is absolutely the case the vast majority of the of instances and this is most men will tell you this like my wife I said the same thing you don't I was surprised she was from Philly and grew up not too far from me you know because she doesn't have that type of typical Philly attitude so my advice to that that question uh is you know don't if if you're dealing with those types of men who make it such that you can't be yourself, then you have to self-reflect on what you're doing to attract those types of men. Because I'll be honest, if I was a single man in that ready-to-settle-down stage, man, a man of God, man, a, you know, a good guy who's looking for a good woman, I would never say anything crazy like that to a woman. Or, you, you know, or, or, or if I saw she didn't have the attitude would take look at that as some type of opportunity to take advantage of her. You know, what do I always say, Courtney? You know, I say that if you're only attracting the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, the players, the manipulators, the weirdos, the psychos, well then, you know, you're most likely in an emotionally unavailable place of some sort mm-hmm. because you don't attract those types of men when you are in the best possible emotional space. So it's not so much about why the men are going to do what they're going to do. Men are are going to do what they're going to do regardless. You can't do anything about what men do. All you can do is be the best possible woman because the Word of God says when you are the best possible woman, you will be found by the best man who has achieved the favor of God. And I'm paraphrasing, but we all know that scripture. So you really don't even have to worry about the weirdos and what they're up to when you are attracting the best possible men. Courtney has gone from attracting the psychos, you know, to not attracting the psychos. That's just pretty much how it goes. Look how many women in the groups, you know, who can relate. You guys, when you're posting biblical scriptures every morning and throughout the day and you have a great attitude, you know and I know you don't attract the type of guys you attracted when you were out there popping that booty in the club, you know, or being flirtatious, or or when you had that emotionally, uh, that emotional wall up or the guard up, you know, you know who you were attracting then. You don't attract those men now. There's a reason for that. That's why I encourage everyone to schedule that emotional availability assessment so we can look at, hey, where are you emotionally? It's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean, but I've, I'll have tell you this, though. Out of over 500 women, and I've done, you know, 500 free sessions, more than that at this point, I've never did one of those sessions with a woman who we both would classify as emotionally available at the end of that 30 minutes. Not one out of hundreds. And so, again, it doesn't mean you're a bad woman, but I'd say, hey, look, let's sit down and talk about what issues may be going on that you may not be familiar with that would explain why you're attracting those types of guys. Because, you know, I, if I back in the day, I'll tell you a quick story. I remember it like it was yesterday. One of the best experiences of my life, actually, I was um, out with the homies, and I, we, it was a Delta convention in the city. And ironically, my wife is a Delta, but... uh Back then, I was just out with the homies cruising around downtown. There was a party at the Marriott downtown, big old convention. I'm talking about thousands of deltas in the uh, in the uh, in the area. So we were at the party. I think we were playing a let out, cruising around in the in the pimp mobile as I called it back in the day, the old school Benz. 
And um, so we're posted up, and I saw this young woman just walking. She looked like she looked like a mix between Alicia Keys and Jordan Sparks. Um, how how Jordan Sparks looked in uh, Sparkle, which was absolutely gorgeous. If you if you guys didn't see that, she looked kind of like that. And she was just walking down the street, and I was in the driver's side, and so I like I gave my uh, my homie a karate chop to the neck, like chopped him in the neck, like yo back up man. And I stretched my head out the passenger side window. I was like yo excuse me, excuse me miss, can I get a minute? And so and I was surprised that she, cause I was kind of double parked, and I was surprised that she came over. She walked over, I was like yeah what, what's up? And I was like oh excuse me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to, you know, take disturb you or anything, but I just want to see if I could talk to you for a minute. She was like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? What's going on? She was like, she's like you going to pull over? Like, I was like, well, yeah, shoot. And she was like, but she was real friendly with it. Like, not like an attitude, the most friendly, one of the most friendly women I've ever met in my life. And so I, I get out the car, I'm like in the middle of the street. So I like got out, had a nice little conversation with her. And um, I said, hold on. Let me just, I know that, you know, she had on the raid. I was like, you're a Delta, right? She was like, yeah. I said, there is no way you're from Philly. And she was like, no, I'm from Oklahoma. I said, he said, exactly. You know, and there was something so different about her, so refreshing about her. And so we had a nice little uh, conversation and exchanged numbers. And um, so that was that. But I guess the point is that, you know, it's you can always tell usually when someone is emotionally available, when someone is not all stressed out, you know, and, and depressed regarding a certain guy and just very light, you know, not all heavy, not all weighed down with the drama and the BS, and that came across in her friendly demeanor. And I'm telling y'all this, ladies, if a man, and this was this was 15 years ago, understand, maybe maybe like, yeah, about 15 years at this point. And if I remember that story, out of all the women that I've dated in my life, trust me on this, you want someone to be saying that about you. Okay, I promise you, you do. If 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 men are not able to 15 years in the future tell that same type of story about how great your personality is, we need to talk, and you need to take that personality assessment because that that's the only thing that really leads to marriage that lasts. Okay, Courtney, any thought? I, I know I've told that story, but it's, I've it's never one heard of those... it before. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. What do you think I've about never heard it? that. What are your thoughts on it? I think it's a that's a really good story because um, that story could have went a lot differently, <laughs> a lot different because I, I know a lot of women, including myself, like, um, you know, because they're so used to dealing with a certain type of man and just have that attitude and that guard up, you know, if a man approaches them, even if it's like in a, the most respectful way, it's like they automatically have that guard up and have an attitude and, you know, they don't want to talk to the man and it's just it just would have went totally different. A lot of women would have felt like, oh, he just wants to have sex with me and not wanting to provide any type of conversation. So the way that you explain that story is it's very rare because I, I've never seen that. Even in public, you know, when I see women approach, they don't react like that. Like Chicago women, <laughs> no, that would have went that would have went a different way. I just put it like that. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, you know, we used to make a habit of that. Like we used to pull women over. Like we were stalk, we were stalkers. Like at like three in the morning. And what I mean by that is we would. Um, from the club, you could either take the expressway. I know you guys aren't from Philly, a lot of you, but 
You know, you could either take the expressway or you could take Broad Street, and Broad Street was the long way home, but it was the most traveled way home, and so you would, we would intentionally take Broad Street so that we could interact with females, you know, at the stoplights or whatever. So we'd be on Broad and, you know, pulling up next to them, roll down the window, like, yo, roll down your window real quick. And they would, like, oh, hey, what's up? Giving us attitude. Sometimes they would speed off. We'd have to chase them down. Eventually they'd, like, pull over. We'd get the number. It's just like, you always had to fight or, or, you know, or walking down the street. Women act like they don't even hear you. Like, that. can I get a minute? I'll just totally ignore you, rolling their eyes at you. I remember one time I was in a, in a, uh, a happy hour. I just was like, oh, hey, what's your, what's your name? She was like, you don't need to know my name. Don't worry about my name. My name is Hennessy. That's all you need to know for right now. If you Unless you're buying a drink, you don't need, need to know my name. She actually said that. She didn't even say Hennessy. She didn't even say Hennessy. She was like Tanqueray or something like that. I was like, oh, Who drinks that, hood chicks? Wow. Dirty chick, man. You know what I mean? Disgusting. And so that's what we are most used to. And so I'm just telling you, like, and this is no disrespect to the caller, but I'm just saying if, you, if you're if you not being treated in the – because all men are looking for wives. Like, that's we're looking for that diamond in the rough. We're looking for the exception to the rule, you know, or this exception to the stereotype. And so if a man sees – and if he if he sees you, and instead of seeing his future wife based on your the fact that you're so different from everybody else, the way I felt about my wife when I first met her, you know, and he sees instead an opportunity to take advantage, you know, you're attracting men who are not in the ready to settle down stage and are more like in that player stage and opportunistic stage. So definitely um, leave those guys alone, and um, you know. Like I said, we can do that personality assessment. Um, so that's that. And um, so, you know, like I said, I didn't want to be here all night this evening. I wanted to do a little bit of a shorter show, but just, you know, an opportunity for you guys to hear um, some some clear definitions of uh, classy, which I think we've done, respectable, humble, great personality type of women. And uh, on the flip side, just, you know, the, the not-so-classy women. Which which are out there and and unfortunately give many of the the great women of the world a bad name and make it harder and and that's just why it's so important for you guys to differentiate yourselves. Okay, so uh, I want to thank y'all for listening. And like I said, follow me on Twitter, guys. I meant to tell y'all they're doing some weird stuff with Facebook. So like I told y'all last week, they shut down one of my pages. So I'm asking everybody to go ahead and like my fan page just in case you know they shut down one of these pages. Everybody can be on that that fan page just in you know just in case. So I'm trying to have everybody consolidated on my fan page. So like the fan page so I know if anything happens, which is not so you know far in thought you know the way we we go into some of these these topics. So make sure you uh, like the fan page. Follow me on Twitter. Just stay you know add yourselves to the to these networks, to each woman organization, the courageous black men, all that stuff, the friends of the Data October Show group. And um, we'll give you all some classic rebroadcasts over the next uh, couple days. Maybe come back live. You know, who knows? You know, surprise y'all, pop up on y'all. You know how we do. But I do want to thank y'all for listening. We've had some absolutely classic shows on Tuesday night, live shows on Tuesday, live show this past Sunday, and uh, obviously tonight. So uh, I thank y'all for listening, man, and um, I'll see y'all tomorrow night. Peace. 